At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Good show today. The Crack Man Unscripted, hour number two, as always. That's the case each and every Thursday. William Hill. We call him William Hill? We're just going with Will Hill. What are we doing with William Hill? Will, Will Hill these days? Will Hill from the New York City cast, uh, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. He'll join us. He's got baseball picks. He's got basketball thoughts. Who knows what else uh, he's got on his mind. We'll talk to him. Todd Wright will join us to talk both PGA and hockey. What a night in hockey last night. You see that Battle of Alberta? Did you have 15 goals being scored in that game, Jeff? I did not. Good Lord. It was 6-2. to two. You, you turned around and you're like, what is happening? We'll get into that with Todd in a bit. And uh, Carl Sack will join us in studio today. Do you remember Carl Sack? For those who don't know who that is, uh, he goes by NBA Guru. He is for my money. You ready for this? The greatest NBA handicapper modern generation, period, to me. Over thousands of thousands of bets, uh, proven winner. Uh, worked at uh, worked with Doctor Bob for many years. He is in studio today. He will, I believe, he will have a pick. I'm not sure if he does or not. If he does, uh, he'll give it out on the show today, and uh, we'll see the markets move once he does it. So uh, Carl will be in studio here this morning. Don't know if he has a pick or not in today's game. Let's start with uh, last night's NBA game as the Warriors get it done. Game one, Warriors get it done in a big way against the Mavericks. Uh, in uh, the old convincing fashion, as they say. Uh, Warriors get it done in a big way. Steph Curry leading all players in points, rebounds, and assists. 21-12-4, tied in assists with four others. That's the first time, by the way, in his playoff career that he's done so in all three categories, according to ESPN Stats and Information. I would not have guessed that. And the Warriors uh, hold Luka in the process to 27-4 in defeat. Luca with uh, seven turnovers. He was six of 18 from the floor, three of 10 from behind the arc. He was averaging 31.5 points per game in the postseason, not last night in the Warriors' 112 to 87 win. Luca held to his lowest point total and worst shooting percentage of this postseason. The second half, by the way, he was one of six with just two points and six of his seven turnovers. And it was primarily. Andrew Wiggins, that drew his assignment. 
and Andrew Wiggins did it on both ends of the floor. Wiggins added 19 for the Warriors. He was 8 of 17 from the field, 3 of 8 from behind the arc, including the first three of the game. Anybody who had that as the first bucket, a Wiggins 3, cashed it around 25 to 1 yesterday or higher. He made six of his first eight shots, did Wiggins. Clay, 15 on 7 of 13 from the field, all in the second half, all his points. Poole, 19, 8 of 12 from the field. Otto Porter, 10 points, 5 of 7 from the field. In all, you get the point. The Warriors shoot 56.1% from the field. Meanwhile, the Mavericks, from behind the arc, it wasn't the Celtics' 55 attempts from the other day, but it was 48 of them. They were 11 of 48, the Mavericks. And how many times did we say on this show, if you could just give me the three-point stats, you know, you could, you could figure out who won 98% of these games. Mavs, 11 of 48, 22.9% from behind the arc, including in the first quarter, we were on primetime action last night, they took 19 threes in the first and only hit three of them. 19 attempts from behind the arc in the first quarter, and you're like, are they trying to set a record? Well, in the first quarter... They set a Mavericks franchise record for the most threes they've ever taken in one quarter, and it was one shy of the all-time NBA postseason record of the most threes attempted in any one quarter of 20. Three of 19 in the first quarter. Warriors had a 51-35 to advantage on the boards, 28-18 to in the first half. Eight steals, seven blocks for the Warriors and all. Um, as Jason Kidd said, Wiggins picked him up full court, talking about Luka. They went box in one. They went zone. And all of this, you know, if you're the Warriors, and those of us who have Warriors futures tickets did not have a play in the game last night, but I do have my Warriors uh, plus 550 from early in the season. If, if you're a Warriors backer or a Warriors fan, I mean, the one thing you can say is, yeah, on, on the one hand, Dallas missed a whole bunch of threes and they got a whole bunch of looks. But Curry missed six of his first seven shots, missed his first five threes. Clay went scoreless, 0 for 4 in the first half. The Warriors still led by nine at halftime, getting that scoring from Wiggins Pool and Looney. Looney in double digits. Clay and Steph started one, in, one for 11, while the rest of the team went 18 for 23. Mavs will try to become uh, just the second team following last year's Bucks to win three straight series after trailing one to nothing. And the Warriors trying to mow down Doncic like they did Jokic and Morant. Golden State improving to 7-0 at home this postseason. Warriors 21-2 in Game 1 since the 2015 title run that ended with the franchise's first championship in 40 years. And who knows, Gary Payton II, I don't know if he's on the horizon or not. We'll see. So, Jeff, I say to you what I asked you after uh, Game 1 of the, uh, the Heat and the Celtics. Portent of things to come. One game, aber- you know, one game in its own little vacuum. I mean, I'll repeat what I said before this series. I could see it going long. I could see the Warriors winning in five. Easy peasy. Nothing would surprise me here. Golden State in five probably after last night is the most likely result. But Dallas has been awesome at home in this postseason. So Right. That's what I, I'm saying. You so, can't. So, again, I still expect Golden State to win this series. It could be five. It could be seven. But uh, no, nothing from last night. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really surprised that Golden State looked as good as they did. I'm not surprised at all, Gil. I said this on primetime. I don't think I said it on a numbers game yesterday, which is, you know, Charles Barkley famously on Inside the NBA said, he was like, you can't put Draymond on, uh, on Luka. He'll get in foul trouble. I'm not so sure I bought that. 
Now, Draymond wasn't the guy on Luka yesterday, right? So we don't know if that's true or not. But extend that to just the Warriors in general and Wiggins being, as long as he was, really bothering Luka yesterday. I just think the Warriors, like the notion that Wiggins can do it in game one and you could throw something else at him in game two, I, I buy it. I, I don't think the guy's infallible. And these are the Warriors, the most beautiful thing in sports. Seven games away from a fourth title in this uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond era. By the way, if the Warriors do win the title, let me just say this little sports talk radio, 30 seconds here. With each, with each win the Warriors get, with each advancement towards the title, does the Kevin Durant story get diminished just a little bit? Just a little bit? Maybe. Because if they win it all, they will have won before him, they will have won after him, and then he went and did nothing. Well, it would be more of an indictment of him more than yeah, that's what you know, I mean. of anything. Uh, more than well. credit for the war. Again, you know how you know how the because uh, the, we're we're in full sports talk radio mode here. You know how the hot take media will will go with that. Oh, Gil. that'll you be, know how that will that'll go. be f- like uh, f- two weeks of uh, first take on that subject. Celtics and Heat game two tonight. Heat favored once again. Uh, this time the Heat favored. What am I seeing here? Three and a half on the Heat. Coming off that game one win the other night where Jimmy Butler went off, filled up the entire stat sheet, not, not, just with, uh, not just with 41 points, but 41 points, nine boards, five assists, four steals, three blocks. Any pre-flop play here, total 208 and a half. I want, I, want to see, uh, I want to see the status of Smart before I do anything. Horford doubtful or ruled out yet? I, I saw doubtful yeah. about 20 minutes ago. Horford doubtful and Smart probable. So you so, can assume smart. You assume he's in. I'm probably going to stay off of this. Miami's been awesome at home all year, Gil. They've been under undefeated this postseason at home. I, I, I'm going to stay off. I, I, th- this Heat team, as we talked about, just did not get the due that they deserved the mm-hmm. whole year. And it may not. it's not going to matter if they end up winning this series. It, so If they're Celtics money today and it gets back down to two, which is where I played last time, I'd play the Heat again but I won't touch it at this number. What about hockey tonight? So, again, Stanley Cup playoffs last night, and we'll get into this with Todd Wright momentarily, but 9-6, to six, Calgary. Uh, Calgary ends up beating Edmonton 9-6, to six, a game that Calgary led 3 to nothing, 5-1, to 6-2, to two, before the Oilers came all the way back to tie it up at 6 apiece, and then a blink of an eye later, the Flames had retaken the lead. They end up winning it. Uh, with their ninth goal on an empty netter. But 9-6, to six, the Flames win that. The Avalanche back in action tonight. They were super dominant, even though they only won in overtime the other night. They were just completely dominant, uh, the Lanch were, in their game against, um, against uh, the Lanch playing St. Again? Louis. St. Louis, thank you, the Blues. Um, no reason, is there any reason in either of the Western Conference games, series, to think that, the Flames and Avalanches won't have dominant series here? Well, how many times do you win by three goals when you give up six? I mean, the goaltending was awful. I mean, the goaltending in that game was, was bad all the way around last night. And look, Andy McNeil had, of all of his plays in this round, the most conviction was on Calgary. Yes, and series he, end game. E- even with the poor goaltending play last night uh, on their end, they were so clearly the better team for the majority of that game. So I think Calgary's going to roll pretty nicely, five, maybe six. Look, the blue—the one thing that the Blues have, and and this is, I, they're definitely overmatched. 
Colorado is the most talented team left, probably in the whole tournament, even more so than Florida, because they're better in net with Kemper than uh, than Florida is with Bobrovsky. But St. Louis just knows how to make these games just difficult for their opponent. So Colorado, I do expect them to win the series. I don't expect them to lose a series where they're minus, they're seven dollar favorite right now. Not laying north of two dollars on this. No, game. I'm not laying two thirty tonight. Will no. you in the other game tonight? Lightning with a one game to nothing lead over the Panthers. Any reason why not to play the plus money on the Lightning again? I'm probably going to stay off. I, I have a hard time seeing Florida going down 2-0 at home. And if they do, we might be breaking out the broom, Gil. I'm not. I'm not sure I do. See, see it as a you know a hard time seeing it, but we'll see. Lightning up one to nothing again. Big plus money, plus one forty five. Got it done the other night as well. Todd Wright on both the NHL and the PGA. A PGA led in the early going by Will Zalatoris, who's three under. Coming back. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in the great state of Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, the uh, the update, early going, way too early leaderboard update at the PGA Championship at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Will Zalatoris through four is three under, and Max Homa, leaflet, Max Homa co-leader, three under now through five. Again, early going of the PGA Championship, golf's second major of the year. Uh, both of those guys have a, a one-stroke lead over a trio of golfers, including Y.E. Yang. Y.E.S. You remember Jim Nance's uh, famous call at the uh, 2009 PGA Championship? Y.E.S. Nance had no idea what to say for him. Y.E. Yang, the 2009 PGA champion, is one stroke back uh, among a trio of golfers. And two strokes back 
a whole bunch of guys two strokes back at one under, including Eldrick Tiger Woods through three, Rory one under through three, Jordan Spieth one under through three, Xander one under through five, and the 1991 PGA champion over at Crooked Stick as an alternate when Nick Price had to go see the birth of his first child, John Daly. One under through nine. Todd Wright joins us, the greatest radio host there ever was, uh, host of the Todd Wright podcast, and of course, uh, the Todd Wright fantasy football podcast during the uh, fantasy football season, the Todd Wright Toddcast, I should say specifically. It's Todd Wright. How you doing, man? Good morning, Gil. Good morning. Um, Now, I know that the tournament has already started, so we didn't get your thoughts beforehand, but for those who will look to get into the tournament betting-wise, say, I don't know, let's say after today's round, who are some of the names you're looking at today? And beyond. Well, I told you, Gil, leading up to this, I didn't want to overthink this tournament because I overthought the Masters and talked myself out of Scotty Scheffler. And it seems like there's some information out there that would lead you to not play Scotty Scheffler this week. I didn't even want to see that information. Now, does that mean he is going to definitely win the tournament? No, of course not. But he is my play in one and done fantasy leagues. I have. I got a futures ticket on him at the PGA two rounds into the Masters. I believe I got him at 18 to 1, and that went off at what pre flop 11 to 1 or 10 to 1 at some shops. Uh, but yeah, I think he's definitely the favorite. I'm on him. Uh, there are other guys who can, uh, their proximity to green. You know, Gil, I've played this golf course. I don't know how many people you're going to talk to this week who've actually played Southern Hills. I've played the golf course. It reminded me a lot of Augusta. No, I haven't played Augusta, but I've walked it for the better part off and on for 20 years. It reminded me a lot of Augusta National with smaller greens. So this scrambling around the greens, you're going to see more hole outs because the proximity to hole being off the green is shorter than it is at Augusta National. So don't be surprised to see some of the same names who in recent years have performed well at the Masters perform well at Southern Hills. I feel obligated to, to, to ask you the follow-up question. You mentioned something about Scotty Scheffler. Did I miss something? Was there something I, I, I'm missing about Scotty Scheffler that we should have known about? Okay, so there was a piece of information about Scotty Scheffler other than he hadn't won the Masters before and he hadn't played it a lot, where he didn't do well on that type of surface of greens at Augusta, that he, he, wasn't, he was middle of the pack putting that, that, that type of green. It's the same type of green, same type of grass at Southern Hills. It's still being used as a reason some give to fade Scotty Scheffler. Um, yeah, it didn't affect him at Augusta National. I don't think it's a factor now. Okay. Whenever I hear something like that, I'm like, Todd, did he fall down a flight of stairs? Or, you know, no, some no, one, no. one of those kinds of deals? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, I was going to say. All right. Uh, and last question about the PGA. Was, is there one guy, let's do it in reverse, was there one guy that you just didn't like at all, above, above all? I know you're all about Scheffler, but was there, is there a golfer that you've heard other people uh, show a liking to heading into this tournament where you're like, nah, this doesn't play well for him? I don't get the love for Victor Hovland. They seem to be ignoring that when Gil Hans was brought in to redesign this golf course or, or, do, or upgrade this golf course, that he created runoff around the greens, which forces Hovland um, in his around the green. Uh, it's his biggest weakness, Gil. And people are saying, well, because of the tight lies, he can get creative. He can use putter. He can use a, a three metal. He can use any club. He admits he doesn't practice this enough. I don't think this course plays the Hovland's strengths. Okay, let's go to hockey. Uh, we'll start with last night's games. The Rangers in the Hurricane. Hurricane go almost 58 minutes. The Hurricanes do. 
without scoring. They're down one to nothing for really the balance of the evening. Then they get the equalizer. Then they win in overtime. You you are all about the Rangers in this series, are you not? Well, remember, I was all about the Rangers uh, when we talked pre-flop before the playoffs. They yeah. were one of my teams to watch because I think they have the coach who's proven he can get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they have the goaltender. And I know the goaltender's a new name on some people, but he's outstanding and he's a Hart Trophy candidate and he'll win the Vezina this year. I also think the Rangers are better up front with Kreider scoring more game-winning goals than anybody in the NHL, with Fox on the blue line, one of the top five defensemen in the National Hockey League. Yeah, the Rangers were the better team for 57 minutes. And if you notice, the overtime game winner went in on a re- a, 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 a redirect off a Ranger stick in front of the net. So I don't view it as a negative. Sure, the Rangers would have been better off winning that game. But it's not a negative that they outplayed Carolina in game one. Would you jump in on the Rangers here at plus 280 adjusted series price? With two handful. Wow. Two handful of lunch money as Crack would say. Absolutely. <laughs> You're just getting better value now on the better team. Okay. Uh, 15 goals in game one of the Battle of Alberta last night. What a hockey game. Again, 3 to nothing, then 5-1, to one, then 6-2 to two in favor of the Flames. Oilers came all the way back. I mean, the goaltending was just so suspect on both sides, and yet the Flames still win it by three in the end, 9-6. to six. Uh, Should we expect, you know, we're not going to expect 15 goals, but which, should we expect more, you know, high scoring games throughout here. And are the Flames clearly the better team in the end is the real question. They are clearly the better team here. Um, I would have talked a lot uh, today about how bad Mike Smith is, even if he hadn't been chased less than 10 minutes into that hockey game and giving up two goals uh, in the first minute. Look, Markstrom did not play well. Uh, of those six Edmonton goals, they probably should have been about two of them if Markstrom plays well. So he had a bad night. You know what? He got away with it. His teammates picked him up. Markstrom is better than anything Edmonton has. Uh, Sutter clearly has that Stanley Cup experience. The GM in Calgary has been there for eight years. He's been constructing this team. They brought in Blake Coleman from the uh, Champion Lightning as one of their free agent ads in the offseason. I've liked everything about Calgary and last night just reinforced it. All right, what about tonight? Another doubleheader in hockey. Love how the Stanley Cup playoffs just push through. Lightning and Panthers game two down in Sunrise. Once again, Lightning got the best of them. They also come from behind win uh, in game one. The defending, two-time defending Stanley Cup champs who are looking for a three-peat. They're doing this without Braden Point. You're in the Tampa area. You know, I, I, I just feel like, you know, there's no reason why the Lightning ought to be this kind of plus money in a game like this. How do you feel about this game? How do you feel about the series? Well, remember what I told you about John Cooper, how he doesn't mind uh, starting a series on the road. He gets his team focused, gets away from family. They're all staying in the same hotel. They're all doing the same things. He already got game one. So this is house money tonight for the Lightning. This is house money. No brain points. So that means that Sorelli moves up to the Kucherov Stamkos line. And Paul, who won game seven in Toronto, moves up to the number two line with Kalorn and Palat. Um, Florida's power play, we've been talking about it with you, Gil. Non-existent. Non-existent. And that's wearing on them. And also you wonder, uh, you know, Bobrovsky gave up four goals. Granted, uh, three of them were on the power play. We've said it before. The only reason the Panthers advanced past your caps was Carter Verhage. He came from the Lightning organization. 
They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. He was no factor in game one. If the Panthers are relying on Carter Verhage to get by the two-time defending champs, they'll be out in five or six games. Too soon, Todd. Too soon. Too soon on the caps. And then finally, we only have a minute left on this, and it probably only deserves a minute. The Blues are pesky. There's no question. 2019 Stanley Cup champs. But the Avalanche, just even even winning in overtime the other night, Todd, they're just so good. Any reason to to give Blues backers any glimmer of hope here? Blues were one of the four teams I told you I liked as a cup contender pre-flop because they've done it before, and that core is still there. And Bennington quickly got in net, and look how good he's been. Baruby knows how to win in the postseason as a coach. Bedner does not. I need to see the avalanche prove it because when it's gone bad for them the last few years with all this talent, it goes bad quickly and they cannot adjust. So I'm still betting against the avalanche until they prove me wrong, either in this series, the next series or in the Stanley Cup finals. I believe in the blues and I believe how they hung in there in game one is a good sign rather than a bad. Wow. All right. Rangers blues conviction back to back there. Uh, Todd, great seeing you. This is your kind of week, man. Hockey and golf. Enjoy the tournament. It is. Thank you for having me on, Gil. Thank you for being here. Todd Wright. Honored to always have Todd on the show. Uh, Again, Todd Wright Toddcast, Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast during the football season. He does it year-round, though, as well. Coming back with Carl Sack, NBA. A release of a pick next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, but don't forget about our spring special first. Only $59 now through July 31st. It is our VEASAN spring special. You should check it out, as always. Uh, everything that we do, Adam Burks, MLB, Daily Best Bets, Andy McNeil, all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, JVT, all the way through the NBA postseason as well. All of it at vcin.com slash spring. That's where you can sign up. Only $59. Includes a live video stream as well. Everything that we do. Again, $59 United States dollars. Premium coverage of preseason, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream. Whenever you want it. Through July 31st, $59. vcin.com through uh, Visa.com slash spring through July 31st. Gil Alexander, uh, it is a numbers game. We are always uh, thrilled to have this gentleman on set with us. He uh, has gone for by many years as the NBA guru. Those of you who follow our buddy Dr. Bob know about his basketball picks through the years. He is, for my money, he's going to kill me for saying this now, he is, for my money, the best NBA handicapper there is, period. He will blush, he will be humble about it, but that's my belief. And by the way, through the years... Honestly, uh, the record speaks for itself. Through thousands of more than 2,000 picks, uh, 12, 18, and 10, 14, and 34. 12, 18, 10, 14, and 34, which, by the way, when you, when you say that to the casual better, they're like, what do you mean, 12, 18, and 10, 14? That doesn't sound so great to me. Yeah, that's over 200 units uh, in the end over time proven it's Carl Sack. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Does that uh, do you do you accept said uh, introduction? Does it make you feel weird or? Um, I mean, the record's the record, right? Record's um, the record, baby. Um, but I know there's a lot of uh, other really uh, good and sophisticated NBA betters out there in today's world. So we'll we'll have you in tomorrow. We'll be able to d- dig you know deeper into this. But do you feel like? 
anything happen? First of all, how was your year this year? Good year you had? Good, yeah. Uh, it started off really slow, but um, currently about 56% and um, hitting a little over 60 in the playoffs, so no complaints. Is there any macro thing or trend or, or change in the way that the NBA is being played or officiated or anything this year that, you know, because this comes up once in a while, right? Sometimes it's... Um, you know, increased three-point shooting, right? Total spurting up a few years ago, right? So there's always a change. The game evolves. Was there anything this year where you were like, oh, this is something I need to keep an eye on? Um, if you recall at the beginning of the season, they weren't calling shooting fouls on some of the players as much. The, you know, the Hardens and the Trey Youngs and some of these guys weren't getting to the line as much for the first month or so. There was an emphasis on that. So scoring was surprisingly down and probably recall there were a number of unders in the first month, month and a half. Um, but that eventually changed. Kind of things went back to normal. And and I feel like this was also the first full year where we got um, what I'll call is maybe uh, non-traditional COVID um, uh, environments in the arenas where they really started to fill up. I know we got a little bit of that towards the end of last year, um, but especially come the new year when it was like, okay, things are easing up. Uh, people are getting out. Like I think that that impacted things. I think it changed the home court advantage, um, and and I think scoring ended up going up a bit as well. All right. So for people who, <clears throat> pardon me, for people who are unfamiliar with Carl too. So later this segment, within five minutes, five six minutes from now, you're going to release a play for tonight's game. Typically, not typically, maybe typically is the right word to use, maybe always, but typically when you release a play, markets will move. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They will move instantaneously within a few seconds, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, 5, 10, 15 seconds, but certainly within a minute or so. Okay. So we'll do that here five or six minutes from now uh, on the game tonight between the Celtics and the Heat. First, though, your reaction to last night's game one in San Francisco between the Warriors and the Mavericks. Warriors take a one to nothing lead in that best of seven series. Um, is this how you expect it to go? What do you, what do your numbers say, generally speaking, about these two teams and how they match up? So I like Golden State in the series. Um, I'm looking forward to them getting. Uh, th- there's w- word that maybe uh, Gary Payton uh, Jr. will come back. Um, I think he's a difference maker. Um, but I think, despite Clay not being what he used to be currently, um, Golden State. I think it's tough to say it because you know, like. A lot of casual fans will like Golden State, so they'll attract some money. They're a flashy team. But if you look at the way that they performed this year, like they weren't really healthy all year. Like Clay was out a lot. Draymond was out a lot. They didn't play together. Um, Jordan Poole developed over the course of the year. Um, and so if you just kind of look at when all their players are healthy, the the Curry and the Greens, and those, they played really, really well this year. Um and so I personally think um, that Golden State is tangibly better than Dallas. Um, as far as game one goes, Dallas Dallas had one less day of rest, I believe. Um, Dallas is coming off of back-to-back must-win games. That's going to be their letdown game. You know, it's the same thing with the Boston series. Boston had multiple games they had to win to stay alive, um, and we're on shorter rest in Miami. And so I'm not at all surprised that um, that game one went the way that it did. I, I didn't necessarily expect a 30-point win, but I did expect a Golden State cover. Right. You're, you're, I mean, I'll just ask you to sort of speculate on this. You, you, your sense is that it'll be a long series between the Mavericks and the Warriors? 
I think so. I don't expect Golden State to win in four or five. Um, I mean, Dallas has played this year. They have been playing better uh, since the middle of the year, and they do really well off of a loss. Um, you know, they're going to have their attention focused for this next game. They're going to be on equal rest. Um, so, yeah, I expect Dallas to get at least a couple games in this series. Okay. Um, let's get to it then. The Celtics and the Heat, game two tonight in Miami. Game one, obviously, uh, the Heat get it done on the strength of a 39-14 third-quarter stomping of the Celtics, uh, which started with a 22-2 run, which quickly erased an eight-point halftime deficit and put the Heat up for good. Well, the Heat up for good. After the 22-2 run, Celtics came back with a 9 to nothing run of their own, cut it to 3, and then a 17-3 to subsequent run for the Heat, 39-14 to in that frame. So uh, game two tonight, Carl, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Heat favored by three and a half here. The total, 208 and a half. And I'll let you approach this however you want. If you want to do the explanation before you actually give the pick, if you want to give the pick at the top, whatever. Um, so I, I, in general, I like bounce, Boston to bounce back. I've been a f- big fan of Boston since probably mid-January. Um, they really t- turned things around from the poor start. They started the season... 19 and 21 in their first 40 games. And since then, I think the regular season record was 32 and 10, which um, I think maybe Phoenix might have been a game better. But their plus minus over that period of time was a a plus 13 and a half per game, which to put that in perspective, if you look back at some of those gold over the past decade, the best teams in plus minuses were some of those Golden State teams back in like 2016, 2017. And those teams were like plus 10, plus 11. Um, so to be plus 13 for half of the season um, is pretty significant. They, and they've also had some, some ups and downs with inj- injuries. Robert Williams, I think he's very underrated. He's extremely good defensive player. Um, back when he got hurt in late March, um, it was, I think it was, uh, points allowed per shot, lowest points allowed per shot for individual players um, as the nearest defender. Uh, he led the whole league at uh, 0.90, which is better than Gobert, wow. better than Jared Allen. Um, he's really developed into a, a really solid defensive player. And so I think he's a difference maker. When you get him and Tatum on the court, since, since January, Tatum on the court just by himself has been a plus 16 and a half per 48, which is again, absurd. Um, and he's actually been playing close to in, in the games that are close in these playoffs. They've been putting him out there about 44 minutes a game. So he's playing 90% of the game. Um, so, you know, they've been a good road team this year. They're shockingly their road plus minus is better than their home plus minus, which doesn't make any sense, but, they're just playing really well on the road, and maybe it's just because they've got a lot of veteran players, and I don't really know. But um, uh, one other one other trend I had for them was they have not lost on the road until until two days ago. They had not lost. They had not covered a spread, failed to cover a spread on the road against a winning team in four months. They were they'd won 15 straight road, covered 15 straight road games. Um, versus winning teams. So it's a winning team. They're playing. They need this. Um, I expect them to bounce back. And so I, I'm, I bet them for the full game. I'm going to bet them for the first half as well. 
Um, I, I think that they are tangibly better than this Miami Heat team. Taking the points, just to clarify. Taking Correct. the points. Correct. Both first half and full game. Yeah. What were the numbers you got first half and full game? Uh, three and a half for the full game, one and a half for the first half. All right. There it is. All right. Well, uh, he'll put that in, and we'll see the uh, we'll see if the markets move. Uh, typically, they do. Sometimes they'll move back, right, after a while? Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm just going to send it out the first half here. Okay. Um, there's a couple of twos out there, but the one and a halfs, I'm guessing, are going to move pretty short. All right. So the first halves you'll send out right now. Yeah. Thank you, Carl. Come back tomorrow. Of course, I will. Look forward to it. Carl Sack, everybody. NBA guru from old Dr. Bob Sports. Say hi to Bob, by the way. Oh, for sure. We'll come back. Will Hill will join us to talk baseball, basketball, and beyond. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi Nevada or New York yeah so there it is everybody uh Carl Sack moving the lines right there pretty much moved everywhere first half went quickly from one and a half to one uh and now I'm showing plus one minus 105 even on this uh, for the first half, and then did the uh, did the full game move at all? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Cerebral Sammy saying he moved the market uh, down to plus three on the Celtics from plus three and a half at DraftKings. Um, Mike Rouse he says he took Boston plus three and a half as Carl was talking. By the time he was done, it had moved to plus three on the full game as well. 
Also, uh, we get tweets. Bill Hooker, how much is the uh, $59 for the spring special in Canadian? <laughs> it's, uh, it's 70-something. We do this every night on uh, primetime action. Uh, let's see. Matt, Warrior013. Wasn't last night basically expected? Mavs off emotional underdog series win. Mavs will win at least three games, I think. He says drives, uh, was he drives probably, uh, I think he meant dubs. Dubs probably win the series in seven. I'm rooting for the uh, title rematch with the Heat, but likely uh, Heat, for, he, he, he said he's rooting for Heat versus Mavs, but likely Heat versus Golden State. Uh, P.S. Nice NHL All-Star GM last night. Oh, and it's an All-Star game, he means. Last night, yes, with the 15 goals. Gotcha. Was, Matt was speaking in riddles. I had to decipher a lot of this. Tim Thompson. Warriors 32-4 uh, and four with Curry without Durant in their last 36, including the run-through. Most of that 2019 postseason, Warriors, um, Warriors uh, moves losing Durant, doing sign-and-trade for Russell. Ultimately flipped for Wiggins and Kaminga cannot be understated. That is for sure. Cannot be understated or cannot be overstated, I think is what he means. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the host of the New York City cast. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. It's Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, man? Gil, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. It's really, it's upsetting you made Jeffrey come to work with the Max Scherzer news. I, you should have given him a day off, a personal day to collect his thoughts. So uh, I'm kind of upset with you over that. Do we have a definitive word on Max Scherzer? No. We do not. No, it's very vague. You know, yeah. a lot of people think it's oblique. A lot of detective work. People reading the, the lips of the pitching coach. I, I think the pitching coach said it's his back. It's not that bad. But even, a, a, you know, a mild oblique can be at least a few weeks. And, um, I, you know, I did play the Braves a little bit, plus 350 to win the division, just in case, worst case scenario. Even if he misses a few starts, the Mets' schedule coming up is tough. They have at the Dodgers, four games at the Giants uh, in Colorado this weekend for three. So that's a seven-game lead over Atlanta right now. That could easily tighten up to three or four. I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, no McGill, no Scherzer. Who knows when DeGrom's going to be back? That's uh, that's a tough you know, schedule to navigate without those pitchers, possibly. Scherzer, for those who missed it, pulling himself out of the start last night with uh, left side discomfort, MRI to follow today. It really is like for for you all who are Mets fans, and Jeff Parlay being among them. It it really is the it just prosperity cannot last, right? You're like before last night's game, you're like, oh, they're I mean they're the best team in the NL East. They got the biggest lead of any team in baseball per division right now, six game lead over the Phillies. Uh, and then you're like, DeGrom, it looks like he's being, you know, it's moving along. Who knows? They don't even have to rush him back. It's great. And then the thing happens to Scherzer. You're like, oh, my God, here we go. Welcome to the Metropolitans. And that's part of the deal, though. You sign a 38-year-old pitcher. I mean, he had issues. Remember yeah. the 2019 World Series? He couldn't pitch because of the neck. I think it was in Game 5, and he ended up pitching Game 7. And then last year in the NLCS, he couldn't pitch against the Braves. He took himself out early in Game 6 and couldn't take the ball after that. So, you know, it's part of the deal. You sign these older pitchers. I, I think yeah. the Mets have enough of a cushion. I think they'll be okay. Part of the reason I took the Braves, I do have some Mets in pocket, but... Uh, this thing's could be t- this thing could be tight. You know, if you're the Mets, you want to push this thing up to 10, 11. You know, kick the Braves while they're down here. Don't let them get off the mat. You don't want this thing to get three or four, and you know you still have to play them head to head a bunch of times. That's not a good scenario. You missed the part where Max Scherzer was gifted a check swing on Wilmer Flores to beat the Giants last year in the postseason. I noticed you left that out. Too I remember that. A lot of people soon. think he didn't go around. A lot he of people didn't go around. A lot of people watch tens of thousands of baseball games. I, I typically say I still don't know what a check swing was. That was a check swing. Jeff, did you have anything to add as a Mets fan? Anything to say? Anything to share? No. 
I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make predictions on what it could be. He could be totally fine in two days. <laughs> he could be. He could totally also fine. be. He could also have his career end. I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> you know that. As long as he's got a Mets uniform on, I could have it. Any baseball picks for the day, Will? Um, I did parlay the Mets and the Yankees. I'm not crazy about laying two dollars, but if you parlay the Mets and the Yankees, you get it up to plus one twenty-five. And I did take what was it, Seattle at plus money. Uh, Kirby, I think, is fantastic for Seattle against Rich Hill. Who look, he's forty, what, forty-two, forty-three. He's still, you know serviceable, but I think this is a good price here for Seattle at plus money. Uh, so I played Seattle and then I played the Yankees and the Mets on a money line parlay. And I'm with, with you guys on Boston. I, I think Boston, you're getting the more desperate team, the better team plus the points. I think that three and a half is an overreaction. I know there were some fours out there. I think it's going to probably close three, maybe even two and a half. Uh, I did bet Boston as well. Rory McElroy in the lead at the PGA through six holes. He is four under. Rory getting it done early. Uh, One-stroke lead over Max Homa and Will Zalatoris early going down at Southern Hills in Tulsa. John Daly, by the way, among those who are uh, two-back. Uh, did you have any picks in the PGA? Is is there someone, you know, again, for those who might want to get back into this after round one tonight, any golfers that if they're trailing and might get more favorable prices on that you like in this tournament? I took a little bit on Burns. Um, I'm going to look to fade Tiger, especially round two. I think you know people want to bet on him. People want to root for him. I'm going to look to fade him in the matchups, and if they hang you know some over unders on his final score uh, for round two, I'll, I'll probably look to fade Tiger just because I think there's so much public money that it uh, it inflates the price. So I think there's probably value betting against Tiger here. Tiger two back through five. There's a there's a uh, Tiger on the prowl. Just wanted to say that. Sorry. Uh, what's John Daly at? I saw he, he had a good he's, start. He's two under through ten. He's two back. Wow, John Daly, just like we all thought. Oh, yeah, we all have that, right? It's so early. Uh, okay, so then the NBA tonight. Well, again, uh, Carl Zach just released his place. He likes Boston first half. Uh, he likes Boston full game. Move the markets. What do you like tonight? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on Boston. I think this is a borderline must-win game. Now we've seen a lot of teams recently erase two nothing deficits, but you know Miami's the home team. They're the one seed. To beat them four out of five would be a tall order. So I think this is a really important game for the Celtics. Not that that's uh, some revelation, but I think you know you're getting points here with the better team. Sounds like Smart is at least 50-50, maybe on the better side of 50-50 to play. And I think the key here, Robert Williams was limited the other night in terms of minutes. You know, he hadn't played in a while. I think if you can start to ramp him back up, that could be an advantage for Boston. So I think getting Boston plus the points here uh, is a good play. I'm I'm tempted to play back on the under two. I think that's inflated all the way to 208 and a half I'm seeing in some places where, remember, game one closed, what, 203, 203 and a half, something like that. So uh, I know both teams have looked to run here, and, and both defenses are so good that I think the offenses look at it like, hey, once these defenses get set, it's hard to score, so we're going to try to run, run, run as much as possible, which obviously is good for the over. But this uh, th- this over is getting a little inflated. I'm seeing some 208 and a halfs uh, in the market. I'm, I'm seeing 207 here on my screen, but I know there are some 208 and a halfs out there. Think you'll have a play on tomorrow night's game? I'm worried about Dallas. I thought Dallas would beat him. Hell, I thought the Suns would, would be in this. You know, I thought we were look, looking at a Suns Warriors showdown. I still need an explanation for what happened in Game Seven between that series. There's going to be a thirty for thirty at some point between the Suns and the, uh, you know Game Seven. <laughs> what if Think I about told it. They, you? They're a seventy win team. They they yeah. won sixty four in the regular season, yeah. six playoff games. They're a seventy win team. They're up two zero, and they get blown out the next four out of five and lose by you know a million points in Game Seven. Really, one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Um, I, I like Dallas coming into this series. I don't know that Golden State has a great matchup for him, but uh, I think they can do some things to mitigate that that you know that matchup disadvantage, which is pick him up full court, throw some junk defenses at him, you know, wear him out just every chance you get. And I think Dallas has just had some issues or going to have some issues 
covering the whole floor. I think the Golden State spreads you out a little more than Golden State. So I have Dallas. You know, I, I think the six and a half. Uh, is it six and a half tomorrow again? Uh, yes, six and a half is what we're showing. Mm-hmm. I would lean towards the plus six and a half, and I do have some Maverick series prices, but I would be worried after seeing one game here. All right. By the way, for those who are wondering about tennis, I did have two uh, plays, but I made them overnight. So I just wanted, since Will Hill is here, Will, you get all my plays, whether it's during the show or even before the show, right? I feel like whenever there's a doubter, I always feel like, let me just roll Will Hill out or any of the other number of people who get my uh, plays prior to the show. These numbers are gone already. Richard Gasquet, I got at minus 117. Richard Gasquet, pardon me. I got at minus 117 last night over uh, Mazerzak and uh, Sebastian Baez at minus 126 over uh, Cam Norrie. They're both minus 141 now. I wouldn't play either. But, uh, Will, just for those who... uh, can you just vouch for me that when I say I had a play in the morning, I had a play in the morning. Can you just do that for me, please? You had two plays in the morning, and I always check my, the time. I would say, make sure Gil's up. I don't want to wake him up, but I do want the tennis play. So I, it's a delicate balance. I'm always thinking about you. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Will Hill, everybody, at not the Will Hill. That's two E's in the V, at not the Will Hill. Uh, the New York City cast, where all podcasts are available. How'd the Parles go? Yes, good? Did it go well, the Parles appearance? V- very well. Good luck with the MRI, Jeff. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Crack next. Numbers gave Visa these sports betting. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.